Hi, my name is Dr. Joe Braid and I am the Burnout Recovery Doctor. I help healthcare professionals overcome burnout and get their energy back. So whether you're a med student, allied health professional, or a doctor who is suffering from feeling overwhelmed and exhausted, you're in the right place. In this podcast, you will get your energy back through strategies for burnout recovery. This show will give you the practical tips and mindset strategies to help you recover from burnout in healthcare. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Burnout Recovery Podcast. Today, I have a wonderful guest on the show. I've got Karen Trengrove from Learn to Communicate here in Orange. Karen has been one of my clients for six months, and we've done some really great work together. Karen, it's so great to have you on the call today. Yeah, thanks, Joe. Really nice to be here. Yeah. So I'd love it if you could share with my audience a little bit about yourself and how about sharing some changes you had noticed in yourself in the like last six to 12 months prior to starting coaching, please? Yeah, sure. So I'm a mum, and this is something that's changed since coaching. I would have said first and foremost, I'm a speech pathologist, but now because work was all I thought about, but now I, you know, first and foremost, I'm a mum of three, almost, well, they are young adults now, three children, young adults, um, a wife. I live in the central west town of Cowra, but grew up in Sydney. And I'm a speech pathologist, so I've got some busy practices in Cowra and Orange. And 12 years ago, I started the practice, actually almost 12 years ago, and I pretty much went at it gung-ho. I started a private practice, I published books, I started a range of educational games, and I offered workshops. And I thought, this is my dream, this is what I love. And it was for about two years, (laughs) and then it got gradually over the time, it just got busier and busier to the point that I was working from 5am to 10 or 11pm at night, most nights, and I just got to the point where I was exhausted. Um, And I think I was at that point for a long time, but in the 6 to 12 months before I reached out to you, Joe, I think I just got to the point where I was just really, really unhappy, you know, and just realising I'm just flat. I'm not, I just felt like I was a shell of who I used to be. I'd always been really Mm. energetic and driven and I loved my chosen career, um, really positive, um, you know, easygoing. And I just found that I was getting irritable. Mm. I was always tired. Um, I just felt flat. I felt like I had no social life. I was really feeling sorry for for myself. You know, Mm. I was actually looking at myself thinking, oh, like, you're just pathetic. Like I was really, there was no self-compassion there. Mm. I just thought, you know, I I just, I think I just really, I didn't realise it at the time, but sort of looking back and reflecting of where I was at, I think I was really just at rock bottom and just feeling really sad and, and had that sort of, you know, I just don't really want this to be what the rest of my life feels like. It Mm. looked good. Everyone used to say to me, oh, it's amazing what you've created and, oh, you're incredible, you're amazing. And I'd be doing this internal eye roll, like you have no idea. It doesn't feel amazing. Mm. Um, like I've got really a really profitable, you know, successful business, staff, clients who feel like I'm giving them a good service, but I was just felt empty and depleted on the inside mm. and just exhausted and yeah. sad. Yeah, know? yeah. And can I ask, was there anything that you tried yourself before you reached out for coaching when you could see that this was the pattern and was repeating (laughs) month on month? 
Yeah, I tried everything. Like I thought, right, I've got this, like I'll sort this out. So I was reading on, you know, I'd read about cognitive behavioural therapy. I thought, oh, that sounds interesting. That was pretty much as far as I got. I read a few books. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried meditation because I thought I need to meditate. Meditation is good for you. I must do this. Um, tried yoga. Um, I, I felt like I tried lots of things and mm. I tried just sort of talking myself out of it. I think that was mm. probably my most um, used strategy. I just sort of said, for goodness sake, this is not who you are. Just mm. snap out of it. Um, and, you know, I looked at just trying to rearrange my days, reprioritize things. I was constantly saying to those around me, oh, next term will be different. I'm going to mm-hmm. get my stuff sorted. And it got to the point where I would say it and people would almost chuckle, you know, they'd be saying, oh, Karen's never going to change. She's just going to be running around um, like a chook with its head cut off. That's mm. just what she does, you mm. know. She's a little pocket rocket. That's just how she rolls. Mm. So I think I'd tried lots of things, but nothing. I didn't stick with anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, just sort of was bouncing around yeah looking for solutions but not sure what to do sure yeah yeah okay so what do you think was your trigger point last year when you reached out for a consult call with me and and we met via zoom and talked through what was going on for you and where you really wanted to be what was that trigger yeah I think it was Joe. I think I'd been I'd been stalking you on Instagram for a little bit (laughs) and I was going oh Joe, some of these things she's posting I kind of like, oh, you know, I was thinking, oh, gee, that struck a chord. And so I would just sort of would read your posts. And there was one you had about overwhelm that was just asking questions. And I mm. thought, oh, my goodness, this woman is in my head. Like, that is how I'm feeling right now. Mm. And I hadn't thought about going to someone for some help mm. because I thought, look, I don't want to go to a psychologist. Surely I'm not that bad. And mm-hmm. that seems a bit, that seems a bit drastic. Um, and I don't have time for that, you know. So yeah. it was more when you said, you know, reach out for a discovery call. I thought, well, it can't hurt and I don't really know what coaching is, mm. but it doesn't sound as drastic as getting a psychologist to fix me. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it was really one of your posts. I can't mm. yeah, exactly remember what That's it was, okay. Joe, but it, was mm. just, it just spoke to me in that moment. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So then... We got started last year, I think it was about March, we got started and you were very committed to your Monday calls that we did every week for about an hour. What changes did you notice in yourself and sort of over what time frame after we got started? Well, it was pretty um, dramatic, um, the, the speed of the change. And I, I went in like, as you know, I went in like, I was like, right, I'm committed to this process. I am going to do this. Um, so I did the work, like I really did do a lot of the, the thought work in between our sessions. Mm. Um, and so I do think that helped that I really just sort of got stuck in yeah. um, and fully invested in the process. And once I got my head around that thinking, I think you called it the thinking model. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Once I really got my head around that, it took me a little while, like you explained it and I thought about it, I explained it. But once I really got my head around it and started experimenting with it, mm. um, I saw the results, you know, almost immediately in some parts of my life. It was really, um, I, I couldn't believe it, to be honest. I, Yeah, I was my poor husband, I was chewing his ear off going, 
do you know that changing your thoughts can have this effect? Like, this is amazing. Mm. And I have read about it. Like, as I said, I've read some yeah. um, CBT bits and pieces. And so I kind of knew it in essence. But mm. having doing it over time and being really supported to personally implement it mm. um, by you was, yeah, I really found that it just changed the small, like, and I think we got to the real nitty gritty and we, we used the thought, the thinking model on hmm. particular issues I was having or results I wanted to have yeah. in my life that weren't there. And so I found the results were there for me pretty immediately, which yeah. kind of spurred me on to continue. Like that then motivated me to keep going. And yeah. I thought I do that with kids all the time, get them quick results. And then, you know, in my work, and then we often will choose a simple goal, get some results, and then they're they're motivated to continue and that's kind of like what happened to me I yeah. just um, got some good results and then went oh wait there this is actually working because mm. um, I was admittedly a little bit skeptical at first not skeptical sure. but um, probably just a bit of healthy skepticism yeah. like oh is this going to work and in the back of my head I thought I think I'm too far gone for this I just don't think this is going to work and mm. and also, I think when I realised that you weren't just going to wave your magic wand and fix me, which is mm -hmm. what I was hoping for. Initially. <laughs> I thought, yeah, see, Joe sounds wonderful. We'll have a couple of sessions and I'll be fixed. And then once I realised I had um, control over my thoughts, that mm -hmm. is something that I couldn't change the circumstances, but I could change the way I thought about the circumstances in my life. Yeah. Once I really got that and it took a while, that's when I started to see um, pretty quick changes mm. happening all for the better. So I know we worked on your schedule quite a lot, your work day schedule. Karen, would you like to share a bit about sort of what the changes were for you there in in sort of how it felt turning up to work and how it felt yeah. seeing the schedule ahead of you for the day, like that sort of before and after concept of how it was yeah. for you? Sure. So I've got my timetable there and it's beforehand it was full of colour which was which meant appointments and every break had someone booked in because I have since found out I'm quite a people pleaser so which I think a lot of health professionals seem mm. to be so yeah. I was constantly booking people in because there's quite a high demand um, for our services in in both towns mm. and so I would look at my schedule and think oh my it would just induce panic in me and my thoughts were oh my goodness I've done it again. I've overbooked myself. I hope someone cancels. Like this is what I'd be thinking. Hopefully some child will be sick and cancel, which is mm. awful. But mm. I'd, be, I'd be hoping and praying for some cancellation so that I could get a toilet break or a mm. cup of tea in the day. And my thoughts were just panic. Um, so what I tried to do when I was trying to just fix this myself is I, and I've since realised I've just been very action-oriented in lots of areas of my life. I think, well, mm. I can do this, yep. So I'd go and I'd reschedule I'd block out times in my timetable for preparation phone calls meeting with staff supervision professional development mm. I'd book them all out it would look all really pretty um, but then it would get to that day and I'd just book a client straight over the top every mm. time mm. you know I'd take away that unavailable block and I'd put it in with the client and so I just I just could not stick to those um those actions just weren't sticking mm. so the result was I was constantly overbooking um, I was constantly thinking I've got too much to do. How am mm. I ever going to manage this? Um, and I was just getting through to Friday each week. Um, yeah, so that's yeah. what it was beforehand. Mm -hmm. And then with your help, I really, I think we started right from the bottom and we said, well, what are the, the bottom of that 
thinking model. And mm-hmm. You said to me, what are the results you'd like? And yeah. I said, well, I'd like to look at my timetable and have all these lovely blocks of uninterrupted time where I can invest in some professional learning or I can meet with my staff and support them because I know they're not getting enough of Karen time mm-hmm. to develop their skills. Yes. Um, I knew I could really visualise the calendar. Um, that's what I want. I want to have a nice a, a calendar that I like the look of. Mm-hmm. And then you said, well, what actions do you need to get to that? And I said, well, mm-hmm. I need to book it out once on a Monday. I need to have time to do it. So we sort of came up with an action plan. And then you went back up and said, um, what emotions do you mm-hmm. want to feel when you look at this schedule? Yeah. And I said, I want to feel like, oh, you know, reassured that, yep, mm-hmm. it's all sorted. I want to feel like just calm mm-hmm. um, and kind of um, – uh, I think another word was a bit determined, like, yes, this is what mm. I'm going to do. This looks good. I'm going to stick with this. Mm. And then the thought behind that was um, I like the way my week looks. You yes, know, which, yeah. Um, so, and I need time. You know, I can't serve others unless I serve myself. You know, we had mm. a few other thoughts in there that were kind of feeding the emotion and the, the actions. Sure. Um, and when we did that, I realised that my – the thoughts and emotions I had previously were, you know, I have to do this, I must do this, and I was just feeling overwhelmed and panicked. So mm-hmm. it was just, I was just in a state of that, you know, that fight, flight, freeze. Yes. Whereas when we changed it, um, it's it's just been now something that even though we finished coaching several months ago, mm-hmm. it's just a non-negotiable now that that yeah. happens with my schedule. So my thoughts and emotions about my schedule, which was mm. a big cause of my overwhelm previously, yeah. mm. have, are just so much more manageable. Do you know, like I still have moments of overwhelm and mm. slipping back into old, you know, 20-year-old habits. Sure. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but I've definitely got more determination and resolve around um, making this a, the number one priority each yeah. week. Yeah. Um, and I think we were, we were saying, you know, when I was chatting to you um, earlier that mm. – that Sunday night dread I used mm-hmm. to have about work. Yeah. Um, I'd love Sunday nights, but I'd hate Sunday nights because I'd be thinking mm. Sunday nights are beautiful. I've done everything I need to do for the weekend, but oh my goodness, look at the week I've booked in for myself. And mm. I would do it. I'm the one who schedules people. It was all me. Yes. I was the only one who could fix the problem. But yes. moving from being action oriented to letting my thoughts and emotions support what my actions were was just. Like I know it sounds a bit cliche, but really life changing, and I'm yeah. really determined to to stick with it because it's just made a massive difference mm. um, to how I feel about work and how I show up at work. Like yeah, I really, right. um, I wasn't doing any of the marketing or the development, and it's now meant that I'm doing so much more of that and enjoying my work mm. role, um, and just showing up as a better version of myself um, each day. Yeah. And I can see your Instagram profile as well, and there's lots going on there that I don't remember yeah. seeing at the start of last year. No, so, yeah, no, it was always something that would get a client booked over. <laughs> ah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So a real sense of turning around that Sunday evening feeling, and you were also mentioning sort of when you pull up to work in the driveway, mm. um, it's quite a different feeling and thoughts about your day ahead than maybe you had a year ago. Definitely, definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. So much better. Like I'm now thinking, mm. you know, I'm 51 and mm. I'm thinking, now I'm thinking I never want to retire. Like I love this. I just want to mm. keep doing this forever. Yeah. Um, and beforehand I was thinking, oh, how many more years right. before I can, before I can, 
and I'm in a decrease my workload. How many more years of this can mm. I manage? Can I drag myself through? And I don't think that was on the surface. I was smiling. I was energetic. Mm-hmm. I was doing all the things. Yeah. Um, but internally, I was really at breaking point, I think, and just yeah. dragging myself through every day. Sure. I'm thinking, why? You know, I wanted this private practice. I wanted this success. Mm. But what have I done? What have I created? It's like this is a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's not an under. Like I don't think that's an understatement. Yeah. You know, right. And and that comes in with burnout as well. Sort of people do not feel that this is a sustainable vocation for them. They are looking for ways to get out. They're usually highly qualified with years in the game and a. And an excellent clinician is what I find as well with the people that I work with. And yet they're, they're seeing that quitting is the answer to resolving all of this. There's, there's no other option that they really may be aware of to learn to love your work again and, and look at that inner voice that you've got now of this is great. This is manageable. I'm loving what I'm doing and I don't see yet when I'm going to be, um, packing up and, and finishing up. So. What a change. Yeah. 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 How, how do you think, how sustainable, I mean, I think that's a sustainability of your career and a sustainability of your clinic that you've built up over 12 years, which is great to hear. But how do you think the sustainability um, or not of the changes that you've made through coaching are? Um, yeah. Look, I think there's no reason why they won't be sustainable, mm. but I'm pretty committed to like, I know when we stopped the weekly coaching, Joe, I was a mm. bit, oh, my goodness, mm. am I going to lose everything? Mm. Is it all going to fall <laughs> apart? Um, and my husband was nervous too because I think he saw a much nicer you know, version of his wife mm. over the past six months. Um, yeah. But it has been sustainable thus far. And I think as long as I stay committed to um, doing the thought work, like I still, I don't think I'd, I was planning on doing it each week, sort of journaling and, you know, doing things that way Mm. but I find that I just have to catch myself sometimes being judgmental or getting stuck in an Mm. emotion and not processing it I think as long as I sort of keep that detached level of curiosity around what's going on in my brain Mm -hmm. I think there's no reason why um, I can't just continue to implement these tools yeah um, in all facets of my life I mean work is what I came to you about but Mm -hmm. I've used these, these the tools that you gave me in every area of my life. Like mm. it's just we started with work, but then it soon, you know, I used to blab to you about <laughs> all sorts of issues yeah. that were going on and yep. we could use the same tools mm. um, to sort of work through things. Yes. So, yeah, I think just being able to keep that detachment and be able to sort of view what's going on in your brain mm. with objectivity and, yeah. curi- and curiosity. And, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll often do that. I'll go, oh. I wonder why I did that or why I said that. Like I can now do that, whereas mm. I used to just berate myself. Yes. Like, oh, there you've gone again. You're so critical. You just mm. can't keep your mouth shut. You know, mm. I used to, that self-talk was quite negative, whereas now I'm really training myself to be a bit more um, just curious and, and just to look at, oh, that happened. I wonder why that happened. Yeah. What was I thinking? What was I feeling? Mm. Um, so I don't see that there's any reason why um, – yeah, why it won't, the benefits and the, the changes won't be sustainable yeah. so long as I just reflect upon um, the tools. And I'll often go back over the notebook. You know, mm-hmm. I used to scribble things down and yep. the portal that we had where mm-hmm. there was lots of notes. Yes. Um, yeah, so I'm sure. really positive. Yeah, yeah, great. Well, you you certainly did the work in between, so it 
it was a toolkit, I guess, that you became confident in using and familiar with using uh, through last year. And um, it sounds like you really still use it in the daily. It's always there with you and mm. you probably pick up in yourself if you were sort of becoming judgmental and yeah, you just question yourself again and, and pause and just say, well, why is that going on? Mm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great. Is there one, I, I always ask my um, guests this question, is there one self-care routine that you rarely miss or always do on the regular? You know what, I, I, there's probably not something I do. I do need, this is something that, not I should, mm -hmm. <laughs> change that language, that I, <laughs> I want to do more of this moving mm. forward. I suppose one thing that I, I rarely miss is exercise each week. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll rarely miss going for a run on my own outside in the morning. So yeah. it won't be every day, but I'll at least get one morning just a really light jog um, early morning when the sun's coming up. I'll do that mm. at least once a week and I make sure I'll do that once a week. So yeah. just that seems, that to me is a real treat. Yes. Um, to have that silence, and, mm. you know, no headphones, no no other people. Yeah. Um, and we've got a lovely track um, near where I live where you just you don't see anyone else apart from yeah. the odd person and a dog yes. and it's just it's beautiful sort of rolling hills so it's mm. yeah I just feel like that's a perfect combination of morning sunlight nature exercise mm. um, so that's kind of I'll really make sure I get my fix at least once a week sure yeah mm. yeah great okay well are there any other insights that you want to share with my audience um, at all any other stories you'd, you'd like to share before we wrap up, please, Karen? Just probably one more, Joe, that I was mm. thinking about before our call today, and that was about that um, processing of emotions. Like mm -hmm. that took me a long time to sort of get in our okay. coaching, mm -hmm. um, but I found that really helpful. Like when I've been, like as I said, I'm really action oriented. So when I when I'd be trying to self coach and using the thinking model and it wasn't working, and I'd be going, "Come on, I just need to do the thinking model again." Sometimes, at, you know, you encourage me just to accept the emotion and let it pro let and process it. Mm. And you use that really multi-sensory method of just how does it feel in your body? Yeah. What color is it? How does it look? Mm. Um, and just letting it sort of wash over you. And I found that I used that in the morning with the – I used to wake and feel quite panicky mm. each morning before work. And I mm. wouldn't know what the thought was. I would just feel a bit panicky waking up because mm. of – and the thought was, I think, oh, my gosh, I've got a big day. I yeah. better get up and get sorted. I'm not quite organised. Mm -hmm. And I was finding it really hard to change that thought behind that emotion. Mm -hmm. So instead we decided to just lie there and process that emotion of panic mm -hmm. and overwhelm and stress. Yeah. Sure. And when I did that, I just felt it physically move through me, whereas before I, I'd been trying to change that emotion, like really yes. I need to – so I was creating thoughts that were not really believable. Mm. So they weren't changing the emotion yeah. anyway. Um, so I was saying, you know, my thought, I was trying to say, I'll be fine, I can get through the day. But I wasn't really believing that. So I was just getting stuck. Yes. Um, and I was also trying to avoid the emotion rather than process it. Mm. Yeah. So I'm finding now that when I'm experiencing those less um, palatable emotions, you know, yeah. the, the yuckier ones, mm. I'm trying to just – objectively go okay i'm feeling this oh, just just feel it mm. and not not judge myself for feeling that way yeah. and just let it move through me and i'm finding that that's 
really helping mm. um, at those moments when I'm feeling anxious or I'm feeling irritated or frustrated sure. or angry. Yes. Um, I can just sometimes rather than trying to sort of go, oh, okay, I need to change my thought or, mm. you know, or yeah. trying to work in the moment. Yeah. You know, in the moment that it happens, I'll, I'll just process it and that's been massively um, helpful mm. as well. Could you give my listeners an idea of how long you perceive it takes to process that emotion? Well, the panic in the mornings, like I, I felt it, it was really bizarre. Like I really felt myself, once I surrendered to it, I felt myself almost sinking into the bed. Like I felt mm. a heaviness in my body mm. and and then I would feel it. Some days that would just go, would just sort of dissipate within a few minutes. Mm. Other days it would kind of rise and fall like a wave. Yeah. And so instead of going, oh, damn, you know, that emotion's there again, mm. I was thinking, okay, it's back back in my body I can feel it here that mm. I'm in a I'm in a, such a comfortable bed and my body is heavy do you know mm. and then it would go again so sometimes it would rise and fall but over a um yeah period of several minutes whereas before yeah. the only way it would go was when I'd get out of bed do you know uh -huh. and and then I'd be right I'd be full steam ahead um and another emotion would come in it wouldn't yes. be that panic but yes um but yeah that's been really really helpful and mm. it's still a work in progress yeah um, but it's it's just processing emotions has mm. been something that I wasn't doing before. I was just getting stuck in them yeah, and that I wasn't moving through them. I remember you spoke about a tunnel, you know, like yes. you move through this tunnel of emotion yes. and mm. that image for me was really helpful Yeah, um, that it won't stay. If I just let it happen, mm -hmm. um, it will, it will move. It will yeah. shift. Yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. a chemical cascade in our body and, and the research shows it takes about 90 seconds for an emotion to pass through. But mm. unless I think it's hard to perceive that unless you do allow, allow it and allow the process of it. And I think it goes to show that doing this work doesn't actually really take that much time. And that time is going to pass anyway. You're either going to pass that time stuck in that emotion or running away from that emotion or trying to bury that emotion. Or, as you said, about a minute and a half or coming and going over a handful of minutes and then and then you've got through that emotion and you know either returning to sleep or getting ready for or thinking about the day with a different thought mm, definitely okay great well I really appreciate all of your time today, Karen, for sharing your insights from six months of coaching together with my listeners. Would you like to let my listeners know where they can find you? Should they have a family member that wants to have some speech pathology? Yes, yes, yeah, certainly. It's probably best just to go to our website, which mm -hmm. is learn to the number two, learn to communicate.com.au. And we're now, because I've got the time, yes, <laughs> or I've made the time all over um, our Facebook and Instagram page. So people can direct message me that way as well. Fantastic. No, that's really great. Thank you so much for your time today, Karen. I'm sure my listeners are going to get a lot out of everything that you shared today. See you again soon. Great. Thanks, Joe. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Burnout Recovery Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please hit subscribe and head on over to my website at drjoebraid.com. There you can download my free guide with 10 tips to take if you're nearing burnout. See you next time.